It's a Northwest Lifestyle Weekend on Como News. Welcome to the Fast Lane. Nick Miles is our auto expert, so drop it into gear. It's a green flag. Here's Nick. Well, welcome to this week's show, and thank you for spending your, part of your weekend with us. I'm actually officially going to name uh, Sunday as Car Day. So Sunday is now officially not Sunday anymore. It's Car Day. Welcome to Car Day, the uh, first day of the week. Um, and as far as Car Day... Did you get me something? No, no, it's not birthday. It's Car Day, Ryan. Boring. Um, Car Day, <laughs> as of Sundays, this week's show, we have an absolute packed show. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, some drive for design. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, how you can get or... Probably not a high school student, but if you happen to know a high school student, uh, that high school student could get an internship at Fiat Chrysler Automobiles if they are a good drawer, uh, so they can do drawings. Uh, we're also going to find out about Alfa Romeos. We're going to talk about uh, uh, some cool stuff that went on uh, at the Ford press conference. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, we're also going to talk about the brand new Sorento that Kia are putting out. And of course, uh, Anton Wallman, our resident crazy guy who just knows everything about uh, investments and electric cars. And he's an analyst, an independent analyst. He'll be joining us for the last part of the show. Uh, before we get into our first guests on the show, I want to talk a little bit uh, about the news that Buick are dropping the badges off their car, which then says everybody will be going, it's a Buick? Question mark. Uh, I think this is, well, Buick actually responded to us when we requested an interview saying it's really a non-story because lots of people don't have the badges on their car anyway. I'm just trying to think of who doesn't have a badge on their car. Especially a Buick. Who owns a Buick that takes the badge off their car? I don't know anyone that owns a Buick. <laughs> um, but maybe they do. But and yes, and no you just, yeah, there's no badge, you see. I can you think can anyone think of a car that doesn't I mean Roll no Rolls-Royce has one. I'm just trying I know to a bunch start. of people that take their badges off because yeah, they but, don't but want to know what they who have. Who makes a car without a badge? Because Buick said it's Dodge. a non-story. It doesn't have a Dodge badge on anywhere. Dodge makes the badgeless. The, everyone makes a badgeless design. BMW no, makes a badgeless design. No, but they make design. their cars without badges. Period. This is what they're saying: is it's a non-story because people are making the cars without badges anyway. Oh wait, I just thought of, yeah, I just thought of one, Range Rover. There's no badge. There's letters across the front that says Range Rover, but there's no badge. Mm. Well, there you yeah. go. All right. You well, that question. Congratulations. <laughs> Buick and Range Rover now are the two car companies. Uh, now everyone's searching the internet in the studio here uh, yes. to try and find out what cars <laughs> have name badges on. Um, so, that, you know, that's an interesting point. Why would you remove the badge? I don't know. Are they embarrassed about the badge? Because I actually like Buicks. I think they've done a really, really good job, and their sales are showing that in some of their new cars, especially that Turex, which is their new wagon. In love with that. Want one. Does have a badge on. Maybe it won't in the future. Don't like the front grille either, but everything else about it is really cool. Uh, they're, and they're um, Enclave, the, the, the original third row luxury or premium SUV. That's really awesome. That's well. Okay, so according to the internet, yes. it says Oldsmobile did that. They took their badges off yep. for the Aurora. Yeah, they did. And where's Oldsmobile? And look what happened now? to them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you realize that we've been talking about this for a couple of years, like as a whole, journalists as a whole, that if Buick was to remove the symbol, they'd probably get more of a crowd into them because that symbol has that that doctoring orthodontist look to it from all those years ago. Orthodontist? Get, I mean, you mean orthodontist geriatric? Looking, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. E-class is the My orthodontist. My cousin's an orthodontist. Guy. Is he? Just a fun fact. All right. She is. Uh, she Does she is. drive a regal? Oh. Probably. Probably. Uh, <laughs> 
so, so here's the other thing too. Uh, when you when you think about this, is Kia did this covering up of their name, their badges on their car, and then they put people in them and asked them what they thought, and people got rid of the predisposition of I'm driving a Kia and were really impressed by the car. But before we before we go anywhere with that, I would mention to you that Kia is the sixth most um, known product in the world not just in cars but in the world and we haven't even got to talk about ford we'll have to talk about ford in the next hour because i just went to an amazing ford press conference where i got to see nine of their upcoming vehicles <gasps> jaw drop mic drop walk off the stage i'm going to tell you all about that that i can tell you about that when we come up we're going to be talking to uh, mark trossel from uh, drive by design which is a fiat chrysler competition where you could actually become a uh, an intern at fiat chrysler we're going to be talking about ben lyons about brand new Alfa Romeos this afternoon today on Our Auto Expert. That's all coming up. More Our Auto Expert with Nick Miles is coming up on Como News. Start your engines and they're off. Back to Our Auto Expert, Nick Miles. This is Como News. All right. I know as a kid, I used to draw lots and lots of pictures of cars. And uh, usually, like big rock caves where they, like a bat cave where they were hidden, and then there would be a various rockets that would shoot the cars into space, just like Elon Musk has done. But if you are an avid car drawer as a kid, and and now into your high school years, that you discovered car drawing was a passion for you, or a design was a passion for you, there's an opportunity to become part of a really cool program that Fiat Chrysler Automobiles is doing, which is called Drive by design and this is where they will offer uh, prizes uh, which includes uh, sort of an internship for design students out of high school and, and you may not be in high school but you probably know someone that is in high school so if they're into car design uh, this is the perfect opportunity to talk to Mark Trossel who is from the design center at Fiat Chrysler Automobiles. Mark tell us about Drive for Design when does it start what are you looking for and uh, what is the ultimate prize out of the program? Sure, sure, absolutely. Well, this is our, our sixth year for Drive for Design. Um, this year, we've challenged uh, high school students. Uh, we're looking for high school students specifically uh, in grades 10 through 12 to submit their design for a Jeep Wrangler for the year 2030. All the details actually could be found at fcadriveforddesign.com as well. But we're looking for um, we're looking for that creative spark, you know, that passion that you know, like you mentioned, that you know, you drew um, vehicles and, and and cars when you were younger. We're looking for for kids that that have that uh, interest to them. All of the entries have to be in by April 27th, so it's uh, coming up, you know, relatively short uh, time to, to get everything in. But the prizes that they win are, are pretty spectacular as well. Like you mentioned, if we're actually going to have the first three winners in for a day of design within uh, my design studio at Fiat Chrysler as well. So they'll be getting some hands-on tutoring from professional designers. Uh, we have a two-week design course at Lawrence Technical University here in Detroit which is uh, one of the, the leading design schools in the 
country with all their room and board taken care of. We're going to fly them out for Eyes on Design car show in uh, in June and give them actually their awards. Uh, I now I want to come to the Eyes on Design award <laughs> show because I think that sounds like a whole lot of fun. Mark, I, I know that when I drew my first car and I, I talked to many designers about cars, the first thing I did was make a huge mistake in drawing a car. And this was pointed out to me by Ian Callum from, from Jaguar is that you have to draw you have to draw the ground in because you can't just draw a floating car it has to have perspective right so relevant to, yeah to align so that's the first thing so draw the ground in the second thing that i think you have to do is be good at drawing because i'm not <laughs> and my car sucked <laughs> um, uh, so so that's clearly a, an important part of it this is one of the things that i always think is kind of weird when we see guys who design cars uh, quite often they draw this car that looks absolutely amazing and then when the car actually gets produced, it doesn't have all that cool, like, dragon's fire coming out of the wheels. <laughs> true, true. We, uh, you're absolutely right. And what we as car designers try and always do is, uh, you know, put the emotional appeal into the sketch. You know, if you think about a design studio, you'll have, you know, six or seven designers all competing for, you know, say, to, to win the design for the next Dodge Viper, and they all want their sketch to be picked off the wall to um, go into, uh, you know, a, a clay model. And so they, they put as much motion into that sketch as possible. So they make the wheels a little bit bigger, make it a little lower to the ground, you know, all these things that make you want to just keep looking at the sketch. Um, I, and I, I do enjoy your drawings, your drawings, as uh, they would say on Saturday nice drawings. But at the same time, I, uh, I actually wish that some of those drawings were actually reality. And I, I know it's totally not possible. Um, I want to talk about this in the next segment. But we, I did go to the 100-year celebration of Dodge, which you guys had probably about three or four years ago now. And at that celebration, yep. you rolled out all those concept cars that you had designed, some of the most mm -hmm. gorgeous concept cars ever, and also ask you for some tips if someone wants to enter Drive for Design and they want to draw a brand new Jeep Wrangler for your judgment, what are the things that they should bear in mind? So when, when we return on our Auto Expert, we're going to ask Mark Trussell those things and more as the show continues. Keep listening. Nick Miles, our auto expert, is moments away on Como News 1000, FM 97.7. Como News 1000, FM 97.7. Jump right in and put the pedal to the floor. Our auto expert with Nick Miles continues. Mark Trussell still on the phone with us. We're talking about Drive for Design, a competition put on by the Fiat Chrysler Group where you could design a vehicle and then win yourself an internship at Fiat Chrysler. That vehicle is the uh, Drive for Design Jeep Wrangler of the future. Uh, Mark, some tips and tricks for someone designing this new Jeep Wrangler for the future. What should they remember? Uh, remember that a Jeep has seven slots in the grill. Very important. <laughs> when, when, when you, uh, you know, as, as any designer, when you're designing a vehicle, you want to you wanna stay true to the, to the heritage of that vehicle, especially something like a Jeep that is so recognizable. Um, it definitely wants to have the flavor um, of what a Jeep is. Um, if someone wants to evolve it, um, that's great. That's what I want to see. But um, definitely, you know, uh, respect uh, what the Jeep brand is 
uh, currently. All right, let's talk about some of the vehicles that have uh, people that have won in the past. Uh, you, you obviously Jeep Wrangler is not the same thing every year. People have done different things. Uh, what were some of the things you've done in the past for drive to, for design? We've um, uh, we've done some uh, some fun Dodge and SRT products. Um, um, I'm always blown away at uh, you know the, the level of enthusiasm that the, the students put into you know designing these cars, and that's who I'm trying to reach. I'm trying to reach the kids that that are passionate about cars and that are passionate about drawing as well. And and when they when they understand what the the premise of our, our competition is and they nail it, um, it's great to see. So I know that you have designed some pretty cool products in the past. Um, one of the things that we've talked about is uh, designing the wheels on the SRT products so you could actually get your hand in and wash them um, so there was yeah. a big enough gap. But that was a big deal for you because you get out and wash your cars on the weekend and you wanted to make sure when those wheels rolled off of the factory line that somebody could actually keep them nice and clean. Uh, what else have you, uh, can you claim to, what, what are your claims to fame at uh, FCA? Uh, certainly, you know, it's always, always a good team that we work with. But uh, some of the, the products uh, most recently, I, I led the team on the Dodge Demon, uh, Challenger, um, the SRT, all of our SRT pro- current SRT products. Um, I, back, in, back in the day, I did a few concept cars along the way as well. I did the uh, Dodge uh, ESX concept car. Uh, Chrysler Phaeton. So this Dodge 100 event, uh, you rolled out a lot. It was about five years ago now when Dodge was celebrating 100 years. Uh, you rolled out some of the great cars from the past. Um, what happens to these cool concept cars when their life is over on the auto show circuit? You know, we um, we definitely keep them. We, we try and, you know, there's always a smaller auto show going on throughout the country and even the world. And we always try and have a presence at some of those things. Everyone knows about the big car shows, that big auto shows that go on. All right, uh, one more time, Mark. Remind us about how someone can enter Drive uh, Drive by Design and where they can find out everything. Sure, uh, we're looking for uh, Jeep Wrangler for the year 2030 from uh, high school students, grades 10 through 12. All the information can be found at FCA Drive for Design, and they'll be able to enter their uh, their sketch and their design at that, that website. Awesome. I hope we have uh, plenty of people from uh, the Northwest entering. Mark Trussell, as always, an, an awesome experience talking to you. And hopefully, if we can get out, we'll look forward to seeing you at the crowning event where we get the, uh, the winner's name and sketches unveiled. That would be fantastic. All right, coming up, we're going to talk Alfa Romeo, and we're going to talk about two of the cars that are dropping jaws. That's next on Our Auto Expert. Como News 1000 FM 97.7. Our auto expert with Nick Miles will be right back. Our auto expert continues on Como News. Here's Nick Miles. All right, joining us on the phone is a friend of the show, and uh, we have known him when he's represented other Fiat Chrysler automobile brands, uh, Ben Lyons. Ben, uh, first of all, let's let's talk about Alfa Romeo. When you went to Alfa Romeo, did you have to learn Italian? You know, um, I didn't have to learn Italian. I had to learn how to understand the Italian accent, and that was uh, a challenge just about the same. Uh, so over at Alfa Romeo, you have uh, you've won a whole bunch of awards for the... Uh, your brand new Stelvio. Um, a lot of people really, really find that vehicle outstanding. 
um, and you came, you just came out with a brand new Stelvio, which is their, uh, the, they call it, you call it the Quattrofolio a nickname, but it's actually the QV, isn't it? The Quattrofolio Verde. Am I saying it right or not? That's right. Quattrofolio Verde, meaning four-leaf clover, uh, named for the badge adorned on the side of the vehicle. Yes, sir. Uh, so Verde, I think, is green, isn't it, in Italian? I don't know. Uh, I think so. It's that or Spanish, one of the two, I can't remember. Yeah, there you go. Uh, all right, so this, how is this different from the regular Stelvio? Well, I mean, of course, it's still built on that same Giorgio platform um, on which the Giulia is built. But the difference between the Quadrifolio and the Stelvio is that the Quadrifolio packs underneath the hood a 505 horsepower, 2.9 liter twin turbocharged V6 engine, which boasts 505 horsepower and 443 pound-feet of torque. Now, of course, it's the first time we've ever made that motor with the Q4 all-wheel drive system. So that's the biggest part, but we also have um, adaptive suspension that's standard. We have 20-inch five-hole uh, aluminum wheels. We have hood vents and a, a different exterior design that you'll find from the base Delvio. So when you came out with the uh, the first version of the vehicle, uh, Ryan and I were in Nashville to test drive it. Unfortunately, we didn't get to go to uh, test drive the latest version of the vehicle. But when we test drove the first one, it seemed quite adequate. Why come up with something that was bigger, faster, and badder than the first version of the vehicle? Well, I mean, you're right. I mean, the, the base version boasts best-in-class horsepower and torque, top speed, 0 to 60, power to weight ratio and much more and that's out of our you know 280 horsepower two liter uh, version of the of the all-wheel drive Stelvio but we, you know we had an opportunity to bring to market something that our customers have been really demanding and that is a performance utility vehicle the for the first time last year within all of utility vehicles combined that was the first time that we actually sold or that within the industry that more utility vehicles and crossovers were sold than sedans and wagons. So we can see the shift in demand going toward the utility vehicle, and so we saw a unique opportunity to bring to market uh, the most powerful production uh, utility vehicle around the airport range. Now, when when you first came out with numbers, I think the LA Auto Show a couple of years ago, uh, you, you came out with numbers of the uh, Stelvio, which were on, the, of course, this QV version, and they were pretty impressive. Initially, a 3.90 to 60 mile an hour, but you had to revise that, didn't you? Well, we did. So we had an early build. We had some early testing and development with our with our engineering team. And they went out, they went back and they tested, they made some revisions and they uh, made some improvements. So uh, we just recently announced the best in class zero to 60 time of 3.6 seconds. And now to put it in perspective, that's, of course, best in class among the premium utility vehicles uh, on which it competes. But also it's faster than, for example, a Porsche 911 GT3 with a manual transmission. Uh, so quite a feat for uh, a utility vehicle that pulls over a G in lateral acceleration. Well, I'm sure you can get more groceries in the back of the Stelvio versus the 911 too, right? Uh, just a few with 18 and a half cubic feet. Yeah, it fits just a few more bags. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about the, uh, the testing process for this because uh, Stelvio Pass is, of course, what is considered to be the most dynamic driving road in the world, which is in northern Italy. Uh, did you tell it to do these tests on the, the Stelvio Pass for this vehicle, or where did it actually get tested? So, of course, I mean, this vehicle was designed, engineered, and I like to say built and bred in its home nation of Italy. But And, and of course, we ran it on the Stelvio Pass, but, you know, it wasn't just named, uh, you know, for its geographical, geographical location uh, to the Stelvio Pass. It's named because it has what it takes to compete on that 
and other winding roads and to deliver that best-in-class driving dynamics and performance that Alfa Romeo customers have come to expect. Premium vehicles, we want to talk about what you've done to make this vehicle uh, stand out from the other vehicles in its class. Uh, that's all when our auto expert returns. We're with Ben Lyons. We're talking Alfa Romeo Stelvia. That's more of that coming up next. Stay tuned. There's more to come with Nick Miles on Como News. It's our auto expert on Como News. Here's more with Nick Miles. Welcome back to our auto expert. On the phone still with us, Ben Lyons from Alfa Romeo talking about the uh, the new uh, Quattrofolio version of the Stelvio. Uh, ben, this vehicle, how does it differ in appearances from the, uh, from the regular Stelvio? Because the regular Stelvio was already pretty nice, but can you tell the difference by looking at the new Quattrofolio or QV version? Sure. So this, I mean, there's, of course, some uh, very subtle de- design differences that you're going to notice. But I think one thing we're proud of is that you don't have to step all the way up to the Quattrofolio to get the aggressive uh, design and that seductive Italian styling that you find in the Quadrifolio. It's present on all of our models. But a couple of things that I'll point out to you. Um, of course, the Quadrifolio badge um, on the side of its fenders is what makes it stand out. So that's the four-leaf clover that you see within the triangle that we've had on our vehicles since 1963 in production. Um, you're going to notice some hood vents that are a little bit different. That's to denote that there might be something a little bit hotter underneath the bonnet. Um, we have 20-inch five-hole aluminum wheels at all four corners, which speak to our heritage. And also that speaks to our heritage, of course, that you see the aggressively styled front and rear fascias that differ slightly from the regular Stelvio. Um, beyond that, of course, there's, there's subtle differences such as some um, body color um, wheel surrounds and fender surrounds that you'll notice. But, uh, you know, for the most part, this vehicle looks and, and acts very much like the uh, regular version of Stelvio. A lot of people like to do special colors for their high-performance versions of vehicles. Are you bringing any special colors out to, to denote that can only be available on the QV version? So we didn't want to restrict from our customers the, the palette that we have um, on the base, but we have limited to the more premium colors that we, ha- that we have, uh, namely the the metallic versions with the flake in it, and then a tri-coat paint, which uh, is a triple-step process that we use at our plants there. So we have eight available exterior colors um, that look that look just absolutely stunning on the vehicle. I know I talked to some designers a few years ago, and they told me that if you ever want to see the interior of cars, what they'll look like in five years, you just have to go to the Milan Furniture Show, and uh, that's where all car designers go to learn what the interior of their cars will look like in a few years' time. Of course, Italian, in the words are there, the Milan Car Show, sorry Milan furniture show so the Italians are known for their exquisite interior designs what makes this vehicle exquisite on the inside sure and you know Nick you're right what a lot of our designers they look for inspiration from um, you know a lot of other high-end shows and high-end products and brands and a lot of those resonate well within the Stelvio because they've brought to it things such as aggressively bolstered leather and Alcatara trim seats with accent stitching we have a leather door uppers along with a uh, leather dashboard with uh, accent stitching that's available in either green and white or red or dark gray. Uh, And we also have extensive use of carbon fiber within the vehicle. We have column mounted aluminum paddle shifters and uh, a very aggressively bolstered uh, flat bottom steering wheel that is F1 inspired with a start button on it. It basically has uh, everything you would expect for a high performance vehicle that is just as capable on the track as it is as a daily driver. 
And this vehicle, will it go through several different iterations? Will, will you start to do special versions of it? Will it get, uh, is it as it is now going to be the same way for its life cycle? Or will we see uh, you guys do sort of, you know, new additions to it and things in the future? So, I mean, we're, we're of course listening to our customers and looking for other opportunities within the marketplace. It's a recipe that has worked well for us in the past. And we, of course, intend to continue that in the future. All right. So if you want to order one, you probably should go do that now. Uh, ben, thank you for joining us today, talking about a car that we all wish we had in our garage. But when Megan saw the price, I just saw her jaw drop. <laughs> ben, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. Keep your radio tuned to Como News. More Our Auto Expert is on the way. Nick Miles, and this is Our Auto Expert on Como News 1000, FM 97.7. Well, that's the first hour of Our Auto Expert. Hope you've enjoyed it. And uh, just to let you know that you can follow us uh, 24-7 on the website, ourautoexpert.com, where you can see some videos of our TV appearances. You can see some full-length shows uh, that we have up there that we have done for television. Also, you can see the daily news that we do and the weekly news segments as well as following us on social media. You can now follow a hashtag on Instagram, which is Our Auto Expert, as well as following us on Facebook and the Twitters. Uh, we have the that going on. Of course, it's all Our Auto Expert. You can also follow me as Nick J. Miles, N-I-K-J-M-I-L-E-S. We would be happy also to hear from you. You can always just buzz us uh, communications through Facebook, Twitter, or uh, the website, or even Instagram, and let us know uh, your questions, your thoughts. We'd be more than happy to recommend vehicles to you and uh, tell you what's going on in the automobiles also if you follow us you'll get daily news updates we do five news updates every day of cool things that are happening in the automotive world so there's that and a whole lot more if you get onto the interwebs and just follow us facebook twitter or you could even go to instagram or our website como news there's more to come with nick miles stay tuned our auto expert will be right back It's a Northwest Lifestyle Weekend on Como News. Welcome to the Fast Lane. Our auto expert with Nick Miles continues. Welcome back to the show in hour two, talking about some cool stuff that uh, we have been test driving. I went up to uh, Mount Crested Butte in Colorado. It's really high, like um, somewhere between 10, 11,000 feet. And they have paramedics on site with oxygen. And because people clearly, in fact, I was at this very hotel uh, about two years ago when a fellow journalist went unconscious at dinner and we had to perform emergency revival. There may have been alcohol involved. Emergency revival uh, on this journalist, which is kind of interesting. So we went up this, this really high mountain in Colorado. We went to an ice driving school and our transportation up there was the brand new Kia Sorento. And that new Kia Sorento got a refresh. It was announced at the LA Auto Show. Uh, it also has some dynamic new things on it. Front, rear, a great new stereo system from Harman Kardon with a really cool feature on it. We're going to talk to uh, Shang Li from Sorento, 
uh, from Kia. He's in charge of Sorento. He's going to tell us all about that. Also joining us in this hour of the show, Anton Wallman is going to be here. He's our crazy mad scientist. He's actually an independent analyst and investor, and he's going to update us on uh, three different things. One is uh, Buick have got some interesting uh, information coming out. Uh, Ford had a big press conference to announce its future over the next three years. And also uh, Tesla are going to start charging for electricity on the Model 3 at their Tesla charging stations. We're going to find out what that means for uh, people around the country who are buying and ordering Model 3s. Uh, Ryan, uh, we just got back from the Ram 1500 event uh, where we got to drive this new Ram truck. First impressions? Well, a couple of weeks ago, we picked and choose our best trucks that we liked, and I moved that Ford down one step, and I moved that 1500 to number one. Yeah. Now it's Ram F-150 Silverado. It's the it's, best truck. It is an outstanding truck, um, but we still haven't seen the new Silverado, so I'm going to re- reserve judgment. I, mean, I like I love the F-150 Ford. You know, an interesting thing I learned this week at the Ford press conference was that uh, F-150, uh, the entire Ford F-Series sales is $41 billion a year, which is more business than Coke or Nike do. And then you said Isn't that crazy? One, in three ra- one in three F-150s is a Raptor. And then how many how many Raptors are sold? You said it was. Well, it's just around. I think we'll find out from Anton because Anton oh, will Anton probably know those. Numbers. He'll okay. have those numbers. So we'll find those out uh, later in the show. Uh, the fifteen hundred, the Ram fifteen hundred. We I think we've talked about this for three weeks. We had Jim Morrison on. Uh, he talked to us about the new fifteen hundred. Uh, I'm just pretty outstanding. It's a pretty outstanding truck. Uh, everybody wants to talk about the e assist hybrid uh, engine, which actually propels you from stop to start. Um, so as you're taking off from a light, it uses just that 48-volt uh, battery and the electric portion of the engine. So it's a mild hybrid. Uh, it also uses it to regenerate. It's used the brakes to regenerate that mild hybrid. It's a, basically a series of belts that drives the engine. That, to me, outstanding uh, because you didn't, it didn't feel like it had a stop-start. No, did it? and the ride and handling is so smooth. Just getting, we just had the 2500 and then going to this, it's just cornering. We did some off-roading in it. It's incredible. Going huh? around a corner at about 40, 50 miles an hour on a freeway. Just on a balance bend, flat. Nobody felt like we were turning. No body roll. It, had, it, had, it was a superb piece of vehicle. And then, of course, everyone wants to talk about that 12-inch screen. You can split it into two and put lots of different information on. That's kind of cool, too. Uh, so, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. Oh, and they had a zoom on the backup camera. So not only can you back up with your camera, but you can zoom in on your ball hitch so you can make sure that your hitch, your ball is going right into the hitch of your trailer. And then you can use the air suspension to lower the truck down onto the hitch. Everything is absolutely done for you. So that's all coming up in this part, uh, in this second half of our Auto Expert. Uh, Also want to remind you that you can follow us 24-7. If you like our Auto Expert, every show we've ever done is available online. Just go to ourautoexpert.com and there you can search each show, download them to your phone or your device. And then what you can do is play them to your heart's content. I can be in your ear 24-7. Stay tuned. There's more to come with Nick Miles on Como News. It's our auto expert on Como News. Here's more with Nick Miles. 
One of the things that uh, I really love, and I have to tell you guys that I do this all the time, is uh, when I find a car company that's pretty cool, I find the biggest SUV they have. Um, and I think it probably comes from seven years of driving a turbo diesel emergency vehicle uh, and being able to uh, side slide it in the gravel. Um, but I don't do that. And I should preface this by saying I've never done that with a manufacturer alone because uh, Shang Li joining us on the line from Kia. Uh, he's the guy who knows all about Sorento. Uh, Shang, let's talk a little bit about uh, the refreshes that the new Sorento went through because it was already a successful vehicle, but you guys gave it some updates from the outside and plenty of updates on the inside. That's correct, Nick. Um, so for the 19 model year, we gave it a, uh, a refresh for the front end, the rear end, added some key features like uh, we upgraded from HID headlamps to LED headlamps, uh, added things like driver attention warning. Um, you know, there's a list of other items like uh, Harman Kardon audio system. Um, and the rear end also was refreshed also with uh, some key interior colors that are new. Uh, and uh, it, it was an already outstanding vehicle to begin with. And, and the 19 model, your changes make it even better. Now, uh, third row, which this was, uh, I think, one of the, uh, the the first vehicles to go third row. But the cool thing about it is that even with all those passengers in, on board, like seven passengers plus on board, uh, it still maintains a robust safety rating. That's correct. Um, third row seating with seven passenger uh, cap- you know, capacity is now 100% standard for 19 model year. Uh, and the Sorento is one of the safest vehicles in the segment. Uh, 18 model year achieved top safety pick from IIHS. We expect this to continue for 19 model year. Um, it has continually achieved five star rating from NHTSA's crash test, uh, and it's you know the combination is one of the few. Uh, it's one of the few vehicles in the segment that achieves both. Now the the 10 year 100,000 mile warranty is is a bit of a Kia staple. Uh, presumably that comes with the 19 Sorento. Absolutely does. Uh, the drivetrain and the uh, the engines have they changed in this new model? So we have two engines coming uh, in the 19 model year. The 2.4 GDI uh, is is retained without changes, but it, it's now paired with a revised six-speed transmission. The a powerful 3.3 V6, which is one of the more powerful engines in the segment, is now made it to a all-new 8-speed transmission. Uh, so it gives you uh, power along with refinement and increased efficiency. With a 6-speed transmission, I drove it about two and a half hours uh, in Colorado um, in one single journey, and then again uh, later in the day. And it, it seems to have uh, a really good transmission because i'm not noticing with six speed any different between an eight or a nine in some of the competitive vehicles so that's a very solid transmission how's it going to do on fuel economy for the 19 uh, with a six speed transmission is it going to have a hard time keeping up with some of the competitors eight and nine speeds uh, so the six speed transmission it's it's improved to 25 combined miles per gallon uh, previous year was 24 our eight speed uh, is increasing to 22 uh, miles per gallon. So uh, they're both very competitive. 
And as you've noticed, both the six and the eight speed transmissions, what's very distinct about them is, is they're very, they're very smooth in their shifts. It's almost undetectable. When we talk about these vehicles, I always like to ask the guys who are in charge of uh, the product side, uh, what's your favorite feature of the vehicle? What stands out to you where, you know, someone asks you one question, if you had to pick one thing on the 2019 Sorento, what makes you tingle inside? What makes you excited about the vehicle? Oh, there's there's too many things to lose. I really can't say. It's just um, it's it's there's one thing. You know what what's I, having owned you know been dr- driving it for two years myself. Uh, you know the smart cruise control with the stop and go feature. It, it's it feels like it's you know it's driving itself. And I love that feature. Uh, I want to take a quick break here, but when we come back, um, Tang, I want to talk a little bit about uh, some of those features on the inside because I, I know it gets a new stereo system, but I also it's, it's equipped on the inside and the quality of the materials. Um, I've spent some time in luxury vehicles, and this is actually uh, pretty close. When we come back, more about the 2019 uh, Kia Sorento. Keep your radio tuned to Como News. More Our Auto Expert is on the way. He's Nick Miles, and this is Our Auto Expert on Como News 1000, FM 97.7. We still have Shang Li on the phone. We're talking about the 2019 Sorento, Kia's three-row SUV, which has been refreshed for this year. It gets a new front, a new back, and uh, I think a, a pretty dynamic drive with some... Uh, chassis and uh, engine uh, transmission upgrades. I had fun driving it in Colorado, Mount Crested Butte. I had some long, windy mountain roads to drive it on, so I did put it through its paces. Nothing illegal. May have been pulled over by the police. Didn't get a ticket. That may have happened. May not. Well, you know, you have to leave that to your imagination. Uh, Shane, let's talk a little bit about some of the interior features. So let's start with the stereo. Uh, There's a new Harman Kardon system on the inside, and it's pretty beefy. Right, it's it, the Harman Kardon system is it, it sounds great. It's got an 11 channel amp uh, with clarified technology. Uh, it's got the quantum logic, uh, which really converts you know the, the your digital sounds into a very dynamic you know environment. It's um, something that you have to hear. The uh, now the clarify system for a lot of people that don't know, and I, I can just quickly run through that and explain it. Uh, it really takes uh, something like an MP3 and expands it out and uses digital technology for that to actually sound like a wave file. So the missing uh, information. So MP3 is really just what we hear, but the wave file makes things a lot more richer and has tones, undertones of sounds that we don't hear. Clarify is uh, Harman Kardon's very clever piece of software that's able to take the sound uh, from an MP3 and expand it to the full sound that it would have originally been just by using uh, clever algorithms to know what should be in certain spaces and you might think that you can't hear a difference but when clarify is used in this car in this suv you can absolutely hear a difference it's one of the the top notch things for audiophiles to look for when they buy a brand new vehicle how is it upgraded right from start to finish because i noticed i was very comfortable in these vehicles there's plenty of legroom and there's plenty of amenities Right, so the Sorento, the interior, it's got the features to go along with the high quality. Some of the things we we hear, you know, from directly from customers' mouth is during focus groups, the owners are just ecstatic. They feel like they've uh, paid for a non-luxury vehicle, but 
uh, receive the vehicle with luxury interior. And that is very, it becomes verified when owners of competitor vehicles get to sit inside the Sorento and notice, and they see things like, oh my God, I've made a mistake buying a, what I, not buying a Sorento. One of the things that I, I always look for in these vehicles is plenty of legroom. And, and, you know, some people cram uh, a third row in into a vehicle that should clearly only have a second row. Uh, but you you haven't done that in this vehicle. I mean, I'm sitting in the back seat, and, and I'm only five foot four, so I may not be the best example. But there seems nobody complained. Uh, those people that we drove around, nobody complained about the actual legroom in the vehicle. That's another thing that customers are are wild by. Uh, the Sorento, it, it's it's got such great proportions. Um, it's it's one of the roomiest, just like you've uh, noticed, Nick. It's the roomiest in the segment with 154 cubic foot of space. Um, that really, it, it competes with the next segment up. All right. Well, uh, let's go. We'll, we'll send some people down to test drive them and see what they think. I'm sure they're going to have a bunch of fun. Uh, thanks so much for joining us this morning, telling us about the brand new, or thanks for joining us today, I should say, and uh, letting us uh, talk about the brand new Kia Sorento. When we return, we're going to talk about some fun things that we've been up to as a team. Como News. There's more to come with Nick Miles. Stay tuned. Our auto expert will be right back. Como News. Time to set it on cruise control. This is our auto expert. Here's Nick Miles. All right, this time in the show, every week, we invite Anton Wallman onto the show. He is our uh, independent analyst and investor. We call him our crazy know-it-all guy because he kind of is. Uh, Anton, let's start off this week with uh, talking a little bit about Buick. Uh, they got rid of uh, their badges on vehicles. Is this significant or is it just like a strange publicity move? No, I think that they're massaging their brand profile a little bit. In part, it is as a result of introducing a new higher-end trim in their automobiles called Avenir, which is going to sit at the top of their range. It's a little bit like Denali did for GMC, is that by adding three, four, five, six thousand dollars to the previously highest-priced version of each vehicle, they can essentially uh, sell a higher-equipped. Uh, with finer leathers, you know, finer trims and so forth. And by removing the name Buick, it really paves the way for them to better uh, give exposure to this new Avenir name at the high end of their lines. Now, Buick, we're just a part of our week uh, this week in the news. Uh, the big news came on Thursday uh, morning out of Detroit for Ford. So significant amount of available information to talk about and even more significant amount of uh, information that we can't talk about. The first one, I think the first piece of information that uh, kind of floored me was the fact that their Raptor brand, their high-end off-road truck brand, outsold, as they say, the entire lineup of Porsche cars. Yeah, in the United States, that's right. So Porsche, of course, sells almost 250,000 vehicles per year worldwide. I honestly forget what their number is in the U.S., but it's certainly a less less than a hundred thousand. But that still would mean that uh, the Raptor might be selling in the many, many, many tens of thousands of units, maybe eighty or so thousand units a year, plus or minus, in the United States, which is a very high number when you think about it. On the other hand, you could also say that the ZR2 
performance off-road trim of the Chevrolet Colorado uh, is now basically, uh, I think, at least 12% of the mix of the Chevrolet Colorado. Electrification was a big part of their discussion. Uh, Alternative fuel platforms currently the hybrid king of the market is Toyota. Ford is saying by 2021, they will dominate as the number one hybrid manufacturer in the world. That's right, at least for sales in the U.S. market. And today, of course, they have a couple of models, the Fusion Hybrid and Plug-in Hybrid, as well as the C-Max Hybrid and Plug-in Hybrid. As I think most people know, the C-Max is going away at various points over the next year or so. Uh, the Fusion will continue. But the big message that Ford had was that it was going to put uh, hybrid and or plug-in hybrid powertrains in almost all of their new crossovers and SUVs. They specifically pointed to cars like the Escape and the Explorer that are coming out. And there are also a couple of new, more off-road focused vehicles that are coming out, including the new Bronco that returns in uh, less than two years from now. And of course, they will have their first all-electric purpose-built vehicle, which they have said will be some species of, of crossover, and that will be a pure electric car as well. So they are expanding their lineup. But there's still no word on the Lincoln truck, and you were just talking about how GMC's luxury truck market or luxury truck brand is doing so well, but you guys still haven't heard anything from Lincoln on bringing back the truck, have you? Well, Lincoln is going to also revamp its SUV lineup and expanded. They will be showing at the New York Auto Show here, uh, roughly at the time when this broadcasts, one of these family members. And there's another one coming within uh, about a year, year and a half. And then they said by 2021, 2022, they will have four additional new, I believe it was four additionally, in addition to these two new SUVs that will be replacing and or being added to the additional lineup. And that essentially all of these will have also a hybrid or a plug-in hybrid variant. Anton, I I want to continue some of these thoughts over into the next break, and I also want to talk a little bit about Tesla. That's coming up. More Anton Warman, more about Ford, more about Tesla, and some news that might be jaw-dropping as we return on our Auto Expert. More Our Auto Expert with Nick Miles is coming up on Como News. Charge your engines, and they're off. Back to our auto expert, Nick Miles. This is Como News. Anton Warman's still on the phone with us. We're talking a little bit about Ford and their big announcements at uh, their Ford headquarters, and also uh, talking. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Tesla. Anton, let, let's let's round up the Ford conversation. The things that we're allowed to talk about. What was the biggest news that you feel you got out of the entire press conference? Well, I think the big surprise really was that apart from the uh, Ford Bronco that we had known about for about 14 months now to be coming down the road here, there is an additional off-road centric vehicle uh, that they will offer that would presumably not be a body on frame vehicle, but a unibody type style uh, construction that they will have in the market probably uh, no earlier than 2020. But nevertheless, their future is really in crossovers and SUVs that they believe will account for 
percent of their U.S. sales going forward, and that is a very, very high percentage, even from uh, where they are today, which is already higher than the industry average. We know that the Bronco will come in a two and four door, but we're not sure whether the two door will be the baby Bronco. I think I suspect it won't. I suspect that will be uh, a whole another nameplate. Let's move on to Tesla. Uh, they increased the cost of the electricity that you get in your vehicles, didn't they? Yeah, certainly if you charge at one of their superchargers, which is the uh, DC type current that uh, provides very fast charge to your car in about 30 minutes, you can get up to an 80% fill if you uh, are uh, operating under the correct, uh, under the best possible conditions. So um, really, this should be seen as being in conjunction with a rollout of the Model 3 that has just been uh, starting to be delivered in the last handful of months here. And as you know, with the Model 3, you don't get this supercharging included. So previously, when you bought a Model S or a Model X from Tesla in the last five or so years, you essentially got to use these superchargers on an unlimited basis for free. This is a huge boon, of course, for people who couldn't charge at home or were doing long-distance trips or if you had a taxi cab company or something like that. But for the Model 3, nobody gets free charging. And the price that you would have to pay to utilize these stations uh, was set previously on a state-to-state basis. And what Tesla did here, sort of arbitrarily and out of the blue, is that they raised these prices dramatically. I believe it was in the state of Oregon. The price went up to, I think, from 13 cents per kilowatt to 26, or from 12 to 24. I think it was from 12 to 24. And from California, it was from 20 cents per kilowatt hour to uh, 26. So the increases ranged from uh, almost about 30% to, in some cases, as much as 100%. I think Oregon had the single highest increase of any state in the entire country. And one wonders why, but clearly these stations cost a lot to not just build, but also to be maintained. And electricity prices are also going up around the country. So uh, this just makes it more expensive to use these things. And when you make a comparison with a regular gasoline car, if you are buying gasoline at the nationwide average, say, of about $2.58 per gallon, and you're driving a Toyota Prius, which gives you 50 miles per gallon, it's actually cheaper to fill gasoline than it is to fill at uh, at some of these prices. Anton Wallman, it's always a pleasure having you on the show, and we uh, we learn so much from you every time you're on the show. Ryan likes to call you his favorite genius. Uh, when when we come back, we'll round out the show and tell you how you can actually follow us 24/7. That's uh, when we come back on our Auto Expert. Keep listening. Nick Miles, our auto expert, is moments away on Como News 1000, FM 97.7. Como News 1000, FM 97.7. Jump right in and put the pedal to the floor. Our auto expert with Nick Miles continues. Welcome back to the show. If you could possibly hear the conversation that we were having in the studio during the commercial break there, you, you probably would want to listen to it. But Ryan was dreaming about chopping my fingers off in a car window, uh, which is totally scary. And Chris just told me that I'm the only guy that he dreams about. We had to turn around and go find your fingers too, which is the hard part. <laughs> you should also know that these guys edit all of my television uh, segments and my radio segments. And since we're on like 
24-7 in some countries. There's a lot of stuff to edit. If you'd like to follow us, by the way, 24-7, you are more than welcome to go online and go to ourautoexpert.com. We also have several of those social media accounts. We post news stories every day. Uh, You can get five of the latest news story updates. That's all available online uh, to the Instagrams or the Twitters or on Facebook. And you can see pictures and really cool stories. And of course, you can hear us here every Sunday. That concludes the broadcast for this week from our auto expert. We will return next week with another dynamic, crazy, fun-filled show. Until then, bye-bye for now. Stay connected. Stay informed. This is Como News.